Welcome to the Roadmap to One Million podcast. I'm your host, Stacey Zeal, and if you're looking for the high-level strategies and stories behind building a seven-figure product brand, then you're in the right place. On this show, we'll uncover the advanced strategies, stories, and secrets that you need to know in order to take your e-commerce brand to the next level. Are you ready to uncover your Roadmap to One Million? Let's dive in. Hello, hello, y'all. Welcome to the Roadmap to One Million podcast. If you are new here, welcome, welcome. If you are if you are a seasoned guest, welcome back. I'm super excited to chat today because today we are talking about something that is foundational, I believe, in all of our next level CEOs' businesses. We're talking about websites, y'all. And I know that, you know, there's so much information about websites out there, but I'm super excited to have an expert that's going to be able to talk to us about website, web design, branding, all that kind of good stuff. So I'm super excited to, write, to, to welcome Tunisia Dice to the show of the Innovative Design Group. Welcome so much. How are you today? Well, thank you so much again. I'm excited to be here. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah, I'm excited to have you. So I, as I mentioned, excited to to really kind of dive into, as y'all can tell by the episode title, just talking about ways that you can elevate your business with you in, in different areas of your business. And so that's what we've been talking about this month is finding different ways to elevate, to maximize what you're doing and to take things to the next level. So let's start with some background. Tell us a little bit about your journey to starting the Innovative Design Group. Absolutely. So my background is in sales, primarily B2C and B2B. And I've got 20 years sales experience. And I remember towards the end of my tenure, I was extremely bored. And I was thinking to myself, I've got to find something to do. So it ended up, you know, towards the end of my tenure that we did have a lot of downtime. And then I started to kind of network. And then just different, you know, getting acquainted in my local community, things of that nature. Next, I just started fumbling around. I am self-taught in terms of web design. I work in WordPress as well as Kajabi. Additionally, I did do uh, two internships at uh, Fortune 500 companies. So with that, I started freelancing. I had a friend also who I met from a networking group, and I started uh, just doing some blogs, some social media posts. And then my second internship, I focused on web design. And from there, it just kind of glued grew rather. And it was really during the pandemic where I found uh, that freelancing was very consistent. And then that's when I officially got my LLC and hence the Innovative Design Group. I love that. I love that. It's it's always so great to hear entrepreneurs who, one, you have a skill set, right? Like you have a certain skill set, like sales, all that kind of good stuff. And you're taking that and evolving it into a business and evolving it into, you know, and combining it with your other skills of web, of web design and all that kind of good stuff. So I love that. I, I love that. So I, you know, recently on your LinkedIn page, um, and make sure y'all um, connect with her on LinkedIn, The her links will be in the show notes. Um, and so you said that on your, on your LinkedIn page, so your website is your business storefront. And I love that. I love when you say that, because I remember there was a time when people were saying, you don't need a website, right? Like you don't need a website. You could just have Instagram be your website um, or you could, you know, just use um, some of these other kind of social platforms as your website. But really that kind of sets up this kind of trap, I think, that you end up having your whole platform built on a social on a social platform that you don't own. But your website, you know, is a place that you own. So talk to me a little bit about what you mean by your website is your business storefront. And why is that super important for our next level CEOs to understand in this year of 2023? 
I definitely agree with that because I have heard people say you don't need a website or your website is important. No one looks at your website. And I would beg to differ if you look at your Google Analytics because many people are getting hundreds and thousands of website visits. So in terms of having a website, granted you have your you know initial website, but at the same time, your website explains what you do, why you do it, who you are, and it establishes your social proof. So with all that information, you control that. Whereas on Instagram, I mean, you've got to figure out the algorithms, you've got to post at certain times. And then additionally, you have to pay to advertise, which I'm not against. But in terms of that, you're looking at a full scale digital marketing plan. But in terms of your website, that's your own, what, four or five pages to highlight, hi, this is me. This is what I do. This is what I'm an expert in. Yeah. Yeah. I love that because, and, and honestly, I really do still look at people's websites. Like, you know, like even if I, there have been plenty of people, you know, that I will connect with on Facebook. I'll see their content, you know, start to really kind of, you know, get their content and, and kind of see like, okay, well, what does this person do? Even if I'm not looking necessarily for a need I have right this minute, um, I'm always looking for, you know, going to people's sites to see like, okay, what do they do? So I can make either a mental note or make a note in my, um, in some, some tools that I use to make sure that, because as a fractional CMO and as someone who, you know, it, it, within marketing, people come to me all the time to say like, oh, do you know somebody that does this? Do you know somebody that does websites? Do you know somebody that does social media? Do you know people who do all these different things? Um, and so in, in my, what I do is I send people to people's websites, right? Like I'll say like, oh, this, you know, even if I do primarily connect with this person on social, if I'm making a referral, I'm sending someone to their website. I'm telling like, hey, this is their site. Check them out to make sure that this is, you know, kind of the person that you want to work with. And I love that you mentioned that you control this space because you're right. Like on social, we don't control anything that the algorithm does. And I think that a lot of our business owners, you know, know that like we don't, we can't, Mark can decide that he wants to change the algorithm tomorrow, <laughs> right? Which they do, <laughs> right? And, you know, and, or, and we see that, you know, definitely like organic reach is dropping and all that kind of stuff. And so you really need to have a space where you can say, you know, you're using all of these other channels to attract people and to grow your audience and to get people, you know, into your space, into your um, space. But you definitely want to make sure that you're getting people into, you know, your ecosystem, which includes your website. So if you're thinking about your website as being a part of that customer journey, your social media, it's really meant to attract uh, users or your audience to your website. Because again, back to your analytics, you track how long people are on your website and then how long they're on certain pages. And then you gauge what's performing well. And then what is performing well, you fine tune it. What's not, again, you fix that as well. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. That's, a, I think a lot of us are missing out on those kinds of things because we're always thinking that we need to do more, right? We need to post more on social. We need to post, you know, post more on this channel. We need to, you know, get on TikTok, right? Like we need to do, there's so many things we think we can do, but really like, are you looking at the traffic that you're currently getting and actually finding ways to convert them better? Because marketing is all about movement. It's about moving people from one place to the other. And so when we think about your website, how can we as, you know, CEOs really tell if our website is working for us, you know, because we might have, we have definitely have like our CEOs who listen to this podcast, right? They're making money. They're, you know, they're, they're, they're getting revenue. They may, you know, see that they're getting consistent sales every month, but how do we know that our website or what are some things that we need or some signals that we want to look for when it comes to understanding whether our website is actually working for us or not? The first thing I would say in terms of the leads you're gathering 
are they converting? For example, if you have your forms that you're filling out, number one, are those forms accessible? Do you receive the data from those forms? And are you reaching out to people? If you aren't getting uh, leads of that nature, then that's your first challenge. Secondly, when reviewing your website, you have to ask yourself, what problems are you solving? And is that communicated, you know what I mean, throughout your website? Additionally, I'm going to uh, go back to the analytics portion again to see where people are and what you need to fine tune. Additionally, how are your lead magnets incorporated on the website? I'm kind of jumping around and clearly define what you are an expert at. And if those things aren't working, like I said, you have to go back and revisit your strategy. And then there are some other KPIs or key performance indicators that you need to adjust with that. No matter how far along you are on your entrepreneurial journey, there are moments when you may feel isolated, stressed, or grapple with imposter syndrome. Trust me, you are not alone, and hearing stories from other founders that have overcome the same challenges as you can make a big difference. Comcast NBC Universal's Lift Labs offers you that perspective by giving a platform to Black and Latino founders navigating the startup world and life's everyday challenges in season two of Founding in Color. This three-part docu-series lets you hear directly from underrepresented founders. As local sports network founder Dustin McMahon puts it, every time my company reaches a new milestone, I get further and further away from people who look like me. Each episode of Founding in Color offers up gems from startup founders like Chris Witherspoon of Pop Viewers and Folase Ugumokin of Unscripted TV that'll inspire you to take action. Whether your business is an idea or you're pitching a VC for funding to get to the next level, this is a must-watch series. You can watch all three episodes of Funding in Color Season 2 right now on Peacock. Yeah, that's a, so great questions that that um, that she asked. So let me reiterate. So are your leads actually converting? And so, and are, are your forms and stuff accessible? Because I think that's one thing that, you know, I have, um, I've had clients before who've come my way. And when I do, when I work with clients as in my fractional CMO offer, I do marketing audits. And so I go and look at all of their, their website. I look at their, um, social, just getting a really kind of grasp of like, what are we doing here? And like, what, you know, what are you currently doing and how do we either improve this or, you know, shift strategies where we need to. And one of the things that I tend to find is that like, you know, my clients will tell me about these offers that they have. But then I go to their site and I, when I'm looking at people's sites or looking at their social, I'm looking at it as if I know nothing about, you know, your business. I don't see off, I don't see pages with these offers. on it. I don't see anywhere that I can access, you know, a contact form or be able to actually set up a sales call with you. And so that's why I think it's definitely so important to be able to have someone like you to be able to look at what someone's doing, because you're, sometimes you're just too close to, <laughs> you're too close to it. Like you've seen your website, you've looked at it. I know I've looked at my website thousands of times, right? And so it's easy to miss things because you're so close to it. Exactly. And that's kind of where I was going to say you and I being marketing uh, professionals and experts, you step outside of yourself and you view from what the audience would view. And another thing I want to say is in terms of your CTAs or call to actions, some people believe that you should just have your contact form. That uh, isn't anything I would necessarily say. You should have multiple points of contact on your website. So ideally on your homepage, you probably want to have about two, you know what I mean, CTAs or call to actions. And bare minimum, you should have one call to action on each webpage too. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. I love that. Cause like, it, it's, 
call to actions, like, you know, like, like we were saying earlier, marketing is all about movement, right? And so you can't just expect people to move or you can't expect people to know what to do next, right? People may go to your services page or like your work with you page or something and just read through what you're doing. But if you don't tell them to book a call with you or to buy your course or to, you know, buy this product, right? If you don't tell them to do that, it's a good chance that they're not going to, right? Because a lot of people need to have, need to be, you know, guided to the next step. And that's really the point of your customer journey, which your website is a big part of that is, is to move people. It's like, okay, I don't want you to just land on my site and then leave, you know, cause then you look at your bounce rate and see like, you know, all that kind of stuff. Um, but I really want people to be able to take away the fact that, you know, your website, especially in this year of 2023, <laughs> in this year of our Beyonce low and savior of 2023, right? You need to have a place where you can actually send people to learn more about you because you have so many people and so it's been a conversation lately on social that so many people who are looking at your social media stuff and looking at your stuff and they are not commenting, they are not, you know, sharing, they are not doing any of that. They're just looking to see what you're doing. They're consuming, they're making mental notes. I have people who literally go to my site, like I'll wake up one morning and say, oh, sales call. And I'm like, who is this person? <laughs> I have no idea who this person is, but they'll say, oh, I saw you on Facebook. And I'm like, oh, okay, that's great, <laughs> you know? But they did end up going to my site, checking out what I do, and then that's where they booked the call with me. So I, I love that um, you mentioned that. So what is, I'm sorry for interrupting. Oh, no, I'm sorry, I will just go. Go ahead, please interrupt Oh, me. no, you do. <laughs> compliment each other that way. But additionally, that's the door, your website too, that opens your funnels. So one of your sales funnels, and that'll lead you in terms of email automation. So if you think about it, your website is like the root but then all of your other marketing are the branches and things that kind of fall underneath. So yeah. again, if you think about it, it's a family tree. You know what I mean? Your business is the tree and then all these things falling off, they're family members. Mm -hmm. I love that. That's a great analogy, right? Because it, it really is like a, I think it is like, like we were saying earlier, it is your storefront, right? It is your business's place that is, you know, where your business puts its roots in the ground, where people can say, this is all about me. And you, you control that, right? You control the message you get to, you can get to control who sees it and that kind of stuff. So I love that. So let's talk about how we know, or what are, what are some things that our CEOs can look like if they're thinking about, okay, do I need a website upgrade right now? Like, you know, look, they, they like, they likely have a website. But what are a couple signals that they may be thinking that it's time to upgrade their site? And one of the things that comes to mind for me is thinking about if your audience has shifted from when you've started your business. And because that, that's something that's really, you know, very real for me. When I originally started my business last year, I started out as a Facebook ad agency. And then my audience, you know, then I shifted my offers. Then I started to, then as my offer shifted, then I started to shift my audience, <laughs> you know, and shift who I was talking to, who I was talking about. So what are some things like that, that our CEOs can start to really kind of put in their brain to like looking at their site, looking at their presence online and figuring out, is it time for an upgrade? Actually, you took the words out of my mouth. Your offers, when your offers begin to evolve, it's time to take a look, you know what I mean, at the change or rather to change. Additionally to, if you are updating your content, for example, people will have a resources or news page, you know what I mean? Updating your blogs and things like that because that does help with your search engine rankings. But additionally, if your message is current, for example, if you're thoroughly communicating what problems you're solving, if you're communicating to your audience, why am I different? And if you're communicating to your audience what you're an expert in, if your website does not have your current message, again, then it's time to revisit that. 
Additionally to a lot of uh, businesses will sell products, you know what I mean? They're an e-commerce website. So in that instance, if you started to sell merchandise of some sort, you know what I mean? You have to constantly keep the websites uh, updated. Yeah. Yeah. And I love that you mentioned, you know, mentioned that piece of it because it's like, is, like messaging is so important. Like, I feel like messaging is something that's foundational to marketing in general, like knowing who you're talking to, what they care about and what messages you are as the business owner conveying to them. And so if you've had a message shift, you know, or if you've had an audience shift, if you've had, you know, if you are starting to sell new products or you're starting to, you know, like there's a lot of service providers that are starting to get into the into the more like digital course space or they're trying to get into, you know, the e-commerce space by selling merch and all those kinds of things. And so thinking about all of that kind of stuff, you know, really, I think helps you as the CEO to understand, like, is it time for an upgrade? Right. It's like, you know, because I, I, I like a lot of people that come to me, they're not marketers like us. Right. They don't they, they're not like you said, you know, they're not able to kind of step outside of themselves or step outside of their, their kind of business and look at things as if they were a customer. Um, and so. Because, you know, because we can't do that, I think that's why it's so important to have an expert on your side that can do that. Because sometimes, as I mentioned, you're too close to things or you're too close to your site. You're too close to your online presence. You see all your social posts, but everybody does not, right? You've seen every word on your website. Everybody has not, <laughs> right? You know, and so all of that stuff is just super, super, I think, foundational for our CEOs to understand. So let's talk a little bit about e-commerce and because I love my e-commerce peeps. I work with, you know, online brands. I work with e-commerce brands as well as service providers. And so I love to make sure that we understand that as an e-commerce brand, your site is probably going to look a little different than service providers brand. And so can you talk a little bit about as an e-commerce brand, you know, what are some things that really kind of set them apart um, from some of the other kind of sites and that they could see out there? Because a, a lot of times I think, our e-commerce um, business owners, they get information that are, that's kind of gen general information, but then with e-commerce, there is that extra layer of, you know, of, of, of marketing that they need to kind of keep in mind because they're selling products and because they're selling more like, you know, it's a lot faster of a sales cycle and that kind of thing. So what are some things that our e-commerce folks could keep in mind for, for their websites? Uh, it's interesting. I was working on an e-commerce site not too long ago and I think sometimes people will get into the mentality of listening to what their neighbor said or what so-and-so said. And then sometimes it'll just become a collage of things and it's not crisp and clean. So um, what I recommend first off is having your website, first of all, I'm sorry, very accessible. Like for example, with the navigation bar, but what's important, your most prominent sellers get to the point. You know what I mean? Have those listed at the top, have it clearly defined, keep your inventory uh, levels up to date as well. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. um, because that's really key because imagine someone shopping, then you don't have the item. That's very oh frustrating. Literally, can I tell you, it happens to me all the time. Like I'll see ads on Facebook, go to the site to, you know, look at a dress or something like that. And all they have is an extra, extra, extra small. And I'm like, God damn. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I'm thinking even more too, because I do have an Etsy store. You know what I mean? Some items are handmade. What if you're an artist? Make sure that that's up to date. And again, it's really in the little details. And in terms of your product, make sure your product descriptions are crisp. And then that's where you really want to utilize keywords and things of that nature. And then ensure that your images are very crisp and they're showing, why should I have this? 
Mm -hmm. Yeah, I love all that. Love all that. So make sure y'all take notes on that because I definitely was taking notes on that as well. <laughs> but making sure that, you know, it's easy for people to get to your top sellers, right? Like I know that we have, you know, as e-commerce providers like or e-commerce um, brands, sometimes we come out with a new product and we want to make sure that that is like, you know, highlighted everywhere. That's great. But also keep in mind that if people love the black sandal, make sure the black sandal is accessible. <laughs> like that is something that when I was working at Zappos, I remember we did this test um, and there was this new shoe. It was a new um, new product launch and they were sandals. And then one of them, like the sh the photos that we shot were like this bright neon um, green shoe. Very cute, very posh, very beachy kind of um, photo shoot running ads with it, running ads with it. And it's, and it's, and it's, and we, so we ended up doing a test and we saw that when we had a, when we sent people to a landing page that had the green shoe up top, they it converted a lot better, even though they still bought the black one, right? They didn't buy the green one, they bought the black one. But when we sent people to a landing page where it was just sorted by, you know, the black one's there and then the green one isn't really, you know, top, isn't really top of the page. You can't really see it. We didn't see it convert as good. So keep in mind that just because people are seeing your new products, they're seeing your new colorways, they're seeing new things that you do, um, that you offer, that doesn't mean that they also, that they are, that they, you know, even if they come in with an ad, right, they still may want to see that product because they have that familiarity, but then they might go and buy the black one because they went, because they like black, right? They might buy the black shirt because that's all they wear is black, but the green one stuck out and caught their eyes, got their eye, right? So I love that you mentioned, you know, making sure that your top sellers and are accessible um, and easy to easy to find. Another thing too is make sure to your point, it's organized, uh, categorized is very important as well. Uh, because I ran into someone, they double exposed their products, but you know what I mean? You got lost, you got lost in the sauce, as they say. So what last one, one last thing I wanted to talk about before we talk about, um, talk a little bit more about your business and how you can help our, our listeners mm -hmm. is, are there any kind of trends or things that you're looking at things that you are keeping top of mind for maybe your clients for 2023, um, anything, you know, popping up in the web space. And I know you work with like WordPress and Kajabi. So anything within those spaces that our, our CEOs should be looking out for, because I, I think, you know, we've, we've definitely hit home a lot of the, you know, refresh update kind of, you know, things, but for, for those brand, for those um, business owners that are thinking like, what are some things that are coming up or some trends that are happening this year that I should keep in mind that I may want to factor into what I'm currently doing? Okay. And this actually goes back to my last question, or I'm sorry, last answer to the question in terms of branding. So if you're at the phase where you're like at year, say three or four in your business, you are, you know, you've grown in things of that nature, but you want to have your brand as exclusive and as elevated as possible. So people really enjoy a customizable experience exclusive to them. So make sure that you're communicating the updated or elevated, you know what I mean, product or service that you offer, the exclusive, the exclusivity, and that it's customizable. Because right now those things are very key. And just anything elevated where you give someone a unique experience, that that really hits home well for people. And of course, I was going to say going back to all the nuts and bolts of things, your keywords, refreshing your content. Uh, one thing I do see, and I lean against it, if you have hired an expert to assist with your website, some uh, businesses will think that, hey, I'm an expert in this business. I'm going to write the copy. Granted, you do know your product well but lean into your expert. They can describe your product and sell it in a way that's very fluid and it converts because there's a strategy behind that. So 
Yeah, I love that. I think that that's definitely such a great point um, because a lot of times when we're thinking about our business, the way that we describe our products and the way that we talk about our services and things may not necessarily be the way that our clients and our, our, our potential customers are describing them. And therefore, they may not be searching for terms that you are using, right? Like if I, you know, if I refer to my product in one way, but people are searching, there's a high search volume for another kind of keyword that's a similar word, you know, having an expert on your team to be able to know that and to be able to point you in that right direction, that, that saves you so much, you know, you're missing out on so much money because you're describing something in a way that people are not searching for it in that kind of way. So you're missing out on all this SEO traffic. So I love that. And I love the elevated customized experience. I think with, you know, as a, like a lot of, a lot of marketing is is keeping in mind your customers you know wh who your customer is what their buying pay behaviors are and kind of like what their evolution is as a customer and i think that when we we've seen a lot of clients a lot of people have evolved to really wanting this more customizable authentic experience they want to be able to see things specifically for them um they want to be able to see you know what you how you can specifically help them specifically right like i may know that you you know you work you you sell you know thousands of products a day but i want to make sure that i am spelt you know i'm a special snowflake and i want to feel like i'm special right and so that's such a great point to figure out like what are some ways that you can customize and personalize your business i mean your your website and so when you work with experts like yourself you know you don't have to figure that kind of stuff out <laughs> because you already know what to do and you already know that kind of stuff so this has been such a great conversation i think we've definitely given everybody so so much value so talk to everybody about what you do and how they can connect with you if they want to learn more if they want to start to um work with you for their for their site Okay. Uh, at the Innovative Design Group, again, we build websites from scratch. So generally, I do reps, website revamps or redesigns, again, using Kajabi and WordPress. I assist with course creation, creating your email automation, your funnels for your launch. Additionally, we do social media management uh, and content writing for all of your online channels. If you would like to reach me, again, go to my website. There is a contact form. I get the form immediately and respond immediately. Or I was going to say you can reach out to me on Instagram or LinkedIn. Love that. Love that. And all of the links will definitely be in the show notes, y'all. This episode is actually um, on our site. We've actually started, by the time this episode airs, we will be posting our blog, I mean, our podcast on our site. So head over to stacyzeal.co slash podcast, and you will find the link to the show notes here. You can, and you can also look in the description. We're also going to link the, the notes in the description or whatever. So you can make sure that if you want to reach out, you can find the links there. So thank you so much again. This has been such a great conversation. I super, super appreciate you coming on and sharing your expertise. My pleasure. Thanks for having me. All right, y'all. I will see y'all next week. Make sure that y'all are following the show. Make sure you subscribe and make sure you share this with someone. So if you find that you have a biz bestie that you know needs their website upgraded, because we, you know, I know sometimes we know our friends, we love them, but their websites are a little busted, right? So let's make sure you share this with them so that they can get the information that they need. So you and your best biz bestie can both elevate your business and get to things to the next level. All right, y'all. I will see y'all next week. Thank you so much for listening to the Roadmap to 1 Million podcast. I just know you got a nugget or two from that episode that will take your brand to the next level if you take action. Keyword, take action. So head over to stacyzeal.co slash checklist to get a free resource that will help you to take action on what you learned today so that you can get on to building the brand of your dreams. And be sure to leave us a review so businesses like yours can get this gold as well. All right, y'all. I'll see you on the next episode.